0: Drink, spin, run.
1: Welcome to Drink, Spin, Run, an RPG talk show. I am Don Stroud and my lovely co-host Adam Miskevich is here. Howdy, Don. Hey, how are you, man?
2: I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Lechner treat me pretty great lately. You?
1: Uh, grandiose.
2: Grandiose. That's excellent.
1: Grandiose. Uh, do we have some special guests? To we, announce? as
2: always, we do tonight. Joining us from space is Roy Snyder. Um, Roy, say hello to the nice folks so they can know what I'm talking about. Did we lose Roy? He's in space. Take He's some at, time. Uh,
0: there is a little bit of time lapsed. <laughs> <laughs> how, how you doing? I had my mute button on, so oh, I'm that'll
2: do fun. it. Yeah. post production, eh? <laughs> you, you really Hello do sound my like fellow you're...
0: Michigander gamers.
2: You, you sound like you're in like Galactus's chest somewhere, you know. <laughs>
0: Well, it's Space Station 33, but that's close enough.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, for folks who don't know Roy, um, Roy is one of the folks you might have seen at, uh, running a Goodman Games table at a convention in the last few months. Um, he's kind of he's become the Taco John of the North, which is pretty great, so we're lucky enough to have him up here with us um, slinging those games at all the conventions. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And also with us tonight is Mark Donkers, Um it's been a while since Mark has been on the show, uh, but you know he appeared on our first episode and he was kind of a hit with his gamer hipsterdom. Uh, <laughs> that is like, you know what I'm talking about, Mark.
3: Hey, I'm not. I'm not gonna break out anything tonight. <laughs> nothing. you got everything. It's all nothing. nothing.
2: Yeah. Got it.
1: No, all sorry. downhill. I see.
3: Great. Great.
1: I'm glad we had John.
3: <laughs> Cut me off now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mute him.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Well, speaking
2: of, speaking of getting cut off, uh, why don't we just go ahead and get straight into the meat of the show, uh, and I'll ask the guy who wants to get cut off, uh, Mark, what are you drinking?
3: Ah, well, I preloaded tonight. Uh, I started out with a 500 BC double IPA from Humboldt. They're out Ooh. in, I believe they're out in California. A little delicious number. Oh, man. My stuff shut off. My notes here. I did take notes. You <laughs> took notes. Wow. I did. And then, uh, then, uh, went on to a Drew and Steve's Imperial Mutt Brown Ale from Stone Brewing Company. Where's that? Uh, Stones out of uh, San Diego. San uh, Diego. San Diego. Which, yeah. As, as you well know, means whale vagina.
2: It does. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I'm pretty uh, sure it is.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is too. And mm-hmm. and now for the show, I cracked out the big business. Uh, something that uh, George Davis brewed mm. with, with a little bit of my help. It's a uh, cherry mead. Mm. I brought I brought down 20 pounds of uh, tart cherries from Traverse mm. City. And nice. uh, and yeah, we we've whipped this thing into a uh, pretty pretty damn good uh, tasting. Business. He calls it the cherry business. Um, cherry
1: business. Uh, was this recently or was this a while ago?
3: Uh, I think we wrecked it in August or uh, September.
1: All right. Come on.
3: So, yeah.
1: Because he gave me some cherry mead for a, or myself and my wife for our, uh, our wedding, which that was really tasty but this might be a second batch.
3: Oh, well, yeah, this was, this was something he and I worked on. So, I mean, okay. your wedding was just a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, would have been preceding this by quite a bit.
1: All right, then.
2: So back when it was cool. <laughs> Got it. All right. Yeah, back, yeah, moving back, on. back, back in the day.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, you. Roy, uh, I know this is going to be a short answer, so I'll ask you. What are you drinking?
0: Well, you may be surprised. I have uh, three choices of my favorite mead here. uh, Excellent. My lovely wife picked up a few choices for me from uh, a uh, Ferndale. Oh, yeah. Bee Nectar, so I have uh, Necromangocon, Zombie Killer, and Dwarf Invasion. They're uh, a variety of different meads, which is my uh, favorite. Uh, The Necromangocon is kind of a mango, black pepper, uh, honey mead. So wow, far, it's uh, it's pretty killer. I just started on that. So
2: it sounds. I think my mouth would get confused with that.
0: <laughs> it's it's uh got the right amount of spice in it, I guess. So yeah, that's what I'm drinking.
2: Excellent, Don. What about you? What are you drinking?
1: I have some odd side ales, Sinister Vertigo Imperial Stout that my wife picked up a month or two ago. It's an Imperial yes. Stout. It's thick and like coffee.
2: Wonderful. <laughs> I Nothing more you. to say. It's great. It's great. Uh, what are you drinking? Well, you know, I was going to... I, I, I did a little bit of pre-gaming too accidentally. Um, it was not really accidentally, but um, wife and I are, are prepping for a party um, coming up in June before this baby thing, those baby-type parties. And we were at uh, Bonasera across the street from me. And mm-hmm. um, uh, we were trying some things out and they just, they started throwing wine at us, which was pretty cool. Uh, and so we were drinking, I'm not a fan of blushes at all. Um, I do like wine, do not like blush wine. And this was like a blush Prosecco, which was totally not my style. And um, uh, I, I was going to have an odd side to kind of cleanse my palate, the bean flicker. Mm-hmm. But they they had just run out of it, mm. so I waited until I got home to drink more. And now I'm having Brewery Vivant's uh, Farmhand French Style Farmhouse Ale.
1: Nice, from nice
2: from Grand Rapids. These guys are like again. Uh, we've had Don and I both had the Big Red Cock on there, yeah. um, and anytime you have the opportunity to talk about the Big Red Cock, you should take it. Um, <laughs> but uh, the the Farmhand is is really good. It's a little different. It's a little sweeter. Um, well, maybe not not like I don't know. Not really sweeter, just kind of slightly sweeter in a different way. It's more like um, the difference between, like, berries and apples, you know? So it's, like, yeah. it's sweeter in a different register, you know? So I'm digging it. It's really nice. Where did Doggers go?
1: Yeah, it's uh, too bad he's gone because I had a, uh, I had to stack something on to his whale vagina.
2: <laughs> oh, um, well. Nobody's gonna no. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
1: All right. So we were watching uh, David Attenborough's Life of or Life of Mammals or something, right? This is really dumb. I'm probably gonna cut this. <laughs> <laughs> you say that every time, and you don't cut it. But this quote cracks the wife and myself up. Maybe it just cracks me up. Uh, they had some. I forgot what kind of whale it was, but. Uh, sperm whale. Yeah, it wasn't a sperm whale. It was a right whale or a humpback whale. Twelve uh, foot long penis that's highly mobile. Not
2: funny.
1: It's but like a snake. <laughs> it's like a snake. She just oh, said it's I not mean. funny. It's horrifying. Twelve foot long. let think about that. Swimming
2: so towards it, Don. It's. Oh, uh, <laughs> we just lost all our viewers. They're gone. Uh, They're <laughs> like fuck these guys. I'm done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whale of China, and now whale penis, the big red wow. cock. What the hell? Yeah.
2: Yes, Let's... we're secretly thirteen. <laughs> <It is> secretly painfully <laughs> <13. laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's um, segue into spinning. Sure. What are you spinning, Adam?
2: Um. Well, uh, I am actually spinning something that you told me about, what? and um, and last episode you, uh, well, last. I guess it was episode 11.1. You mentioned A Year Without Light, and I had listened to them when I was preparing the show notes, and I had a hard time sorting out what you were actually talking about in the episode. I thought you talked to, were talking about like three different bands, but you were really talking about one band and then two albums. I didn't parse out from what you were saying that those were two albums, so I like, in the process of making our notes make sense, I, I sorted this part out too. Um, and so... I actually, you hit a nail on the head, and I I love a year without lights uh, album Nord. Uh, It's very good. I've listened to it a bunch of times. I picked that up on Bandcamp. Um, they they do some stuff that uh on there. It's it's really nice. I mean, I guess it is that kind of whole like like it's like Russian circles with with words or you know rabbits or like one of those bands that's kind of like that. Uh, like ambient post metal stuff that I don't even understand the post metal label, um, yeah. but you know it's it's good, it's neat. Um, I I think when I looked at the album Nord, the first track I played was uh, they do a cover of uh, the Cure's al el- uh, the Cure song, the, Fig- the figurehead, mm-hmm. and then a Joy Division song as well. So I, just, like, I was like, oh sweet, let's let's hit this shit up right now. And uh, I really dug what I was listening to uh, there. Nice. How about you, Mr. Roy Snyder?
0: What am I listening to? Yep, Man, A bunch of mixed stuff. I've been on this CCR kick lately. I can't help it. <laughs> but when I get into something, I have to like get the, into all the albums. So, you know, like that and Devo and The Clash, mm-hmm. Iron Maiden. Yeah. But uh, that's just me. But anyway, I've been working on like a really good play track for running uh, my DCC campaign mm-hmm. and uh, picked up on some various things that... Uh, Doug had mentioned, so I've been listening to some uh, Ghost B C, Electric Wizard, Witchcraft, and uh, that kind of stuff. But uh, oh back in a, of course, with uh, Blood Ceremony and the Sword, I can't get enough of that lately.
2: Okay, so first off, ladies and gents, we have our first D S R Bingo of the night, um, <laughs> Mr. Doug Kovac. So, yeah, he, uh, I love, I really like Witchcraft. Doug is obsessed with Blood Ceremony, like. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's it's pretty awesome to see him just like go off a blood ceremony. It's pretty crazy. It's a Jethro Tallness, you know, the, which oh, just means yes. they have a flute. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but, who, who doesn't love a little aqua lung? I I don't know.
2: I don't know. Corey Gosman, friend of the, the show, jethro- friend of uh, most folks here, I think, uh, does say way to re- represent for the CCR to Roy. So thanks, Corey. <laughs> um, and let's let's move this along. Uh I'm gonna save Donkers for Last as punishment for <laughs> his uh stuff. Technology, but, um, uh, technology
3: done. breakdown. God damn it. Yeah. Hey done. What are you spinning?
1: I am spinning the books. Audiobooks? books? No. The books. Oh, it's, a, it's There's a, a band called the Books. It's a, it's Tell it's me a about do. the books. Um you probably would not like the books at all. But <laughs> they are they're brilliant. Um it's kind of like a weird uh sound sound found sound type of thing. They layer, like, weird samples in there as they're playing their uh, guitars, bass, some violins, sometimes mandolin. Uh, One of their, I don't know if this was a joke or not, one of their big things was, hey, let's make music that might be smooth enough to be used in a movie, but let's put all these found sound samples in it so no one can ever use it in a movie. Okay,
2: got <laughs> some land that. action
0: happening there, eh?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what. I, that's the first thing I thought of was negative land. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, a little bit like that, but you know, twenty years in the future.
2: <laughs> twenty years in the future of now negative
1: now. land, you will see the books. Now. And <laughs> for our show notes, I hope to find this video that I once watched of them making this tune where they're like cutting a record and then playing the record and using the bumps as the beat and channeling it through these like giant PVC pipes to kind of make a weird, like, uh, what's the pedal I'm looking for? Maybe like a flange. Hmm. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like a lot of weird stuff like that.
2: Mark Donkers, what are you spinning?
3: Uh, well, I'm kind of excited for the uh, new Faith No More album. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I don't know how many people have heard Faith No More. Uh, hopefully, everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. on the freaking oh, planet. Better. Well, Faith if no if, <laughs> if they haven't if they haven't listened to Angel Dust, one of the top ten albums of o- all time. I, you, you know, I
2: don't I, always agree with you, Mark Donkers, but you just said yeah. a thing that is. I mean, I have never heard truer words fall from your face.
3: (laughs) Well, you know, (laughs) hipsters got to speak something true sometimes. Yeah,
2: that is the truth. Angel dust.
3: (sighs) Anyway. um, So anyway, they've got a new album coming out in three weeks, Soul Invictus. Uh, But anyway, I've been listening to a lot of uh, post-Faith No More, which is... um, uh, uh Fantomas?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And um what was that uh what's the post one? Uh, Tomahawk? No, 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 no. No. Um
2: there's, like a, there's a bunch of them so <laughs> <yeah. laughs> they I mean are you, are you talking just Mike Patton projects or yeah, like Yeah, the, uh, the the, you know, well, the was, other guys were getting into too. It,
3: it was Mike Patton. Um God damn. Can't believe I can't remember the name of that band now. I've been listening to them for like two or three days now.
2: Not Mr. Bungle. Of course, Bungle. means you can't. It
3: was Mr. It. Bungle. It's Mr. Bungle. It? You just—you forgot the name of Mr. Bungle? I did. Oh, well, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm oh, get, getting—I'm getting—I'm getting old. I'm getting old.
1: You know, seriously, for me, Disco Volante is right up there with Angel Dust. Damn. And now like
2: I agree that. with Don really well on something. Mm. <laughs> it's weird. Disco this Volante was... is my favorite Mr. Bungle album. So uh, yeah, really. it's
3: so good. Here's what I bring. I bring harmony. <laughs> Mark, you're the, you're the bridge. <laughs> I'm, I'm 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 the Buddha of DSR.
1: You're like the bridge between Are you? Don and Adam. Twelve yeah. foot long and highly mobile.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh oh Ahab, you white whale.
1: <laughs> oh shit. Man,
3: <laughs> talk about oh, bringing it all together. Cut this all out, Dom.
1: Mm <laughs> This
2: whole episode, just cut it. It sucks. This is terrible. Uh, great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, The last to go can be the first for... What are you reading, Mark Donkers?
3: Ah, well, I just got the fourth edition of Moreau Project, which I intend oh. to run down at uh, Origins in a post-gaming nature. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, I'm just leading. I'm just reading. Like, By post
2: gaming nature, you don't mean in like some like totally meta context. You mean like after hours gaming.
3: Yeah. 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 Okay. Just yeah. making sure
2: you weren't like getting like hipster again. I just had to no, <laughs> keep you in bounds. No.
3: no. <laughs> we we we'll we'll meet someplace and and play some post apocalyptic stuff. I've um, never. Uh, well, we should probably
2: talk about that when we talk about running. So um, I'll I'll remind you about moral moral project when we get to the end. So. Um, Yeah, I got questions about that game. But, uh, great. Roy, what are you reading? Yes,
0: sir. Uh, Just a bunch of snippets of various appendix and stuff here for some of the projects I've been working on, uh, just to get some uh, flavor. But uh, I haven't had much time to actually dig into some of the things that I'd like to, but uh, I think the last thing I was reading was the uh, David Eddings, uh, Belgariad Melorian series. Oh, yeah. Uh, Picked that up again for a little while prior to the move, but uh, haven't been able to pick that up back up yet. But read that in high school, got really into that for a while, and, and of course, uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs>
2: so when you talk about the what appendix and stuff have you been uh, rolling off lately?
0: Uh, just like Jack Vance, uh, let's see, um, uh, Andre Norton, the Witch World type stuff. Yeah. And um, for the two that I've been kind of uh, looking into some things just to get some feeling or direction, just to kind of get uh, the vibe of right. uh, one of the things I've been working on right now. But uh, I kind of like bounce around with some of that, but always back to the Lovecraft.
2: <laughs> yeah. Can't get too far from Lovecraft. No, sir. So, uh, Don, what have you been reading?
1: Um, I just finally uh, picked up White Rose. Uh, third in the first Black Company trilogy, bingo, <laughs> right? I yeah. <laughs> is that is that is that on our bingo card? It should be. We always talk about Black Company.
2: Yeah, we right? do. You know, except for the fact I've never actually. I'm gonna admit this. Mm-hmm. I started reading the first of the Black Company books, but I've never gotten very far in it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's just like it's it's one of those things where, um, uh, early on, a lot of stuff you know like. If it doesn't get my attention right away, I might move on to something else temporarily. And I'm sure I'll come back around to it. But it's uh, that's just something I've never actually gotten into.
1: Huh. Yeah, it was hard for me to first start reading that. I'm sure our listeners will remember every word I say um, when I talked about this a couple of, actually, a lot of episodes ago. Um, how it was just too, like, staccato, too Vietnam War press... But mm-hmm. then I liked it. Um, and, I, you know, I was complaining about Abercrombie. Yeah. Um, I already told you this. So when I was buying these Black Company books, because I found a few oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's at, like, really a bad. used bookstore. Um, and they were, like, two bucks a pop. And if you bought three, you got one free. So I, I bought, like, three. And then I bought a Moorcock book, one of the Corum uh, books. And, he, you know, I'm buying all these Glenn cookbooks. He's like, oh, have you ever read Joe Abercrombie? <laughs> and, and I just start laughing. I'm like, "Uh, you know, I tried to. And then I went in my whole spiel, but I was a bit nicer. Oh, that's good. Because he seemed to be really, really excited about them. I'm going to give him a chance.
2: Joe Abercrombie? Maybe. I didn't Maybe. expect you to.
1: Uh, everybody's like, oh, it's so good. Like that's all I see on Google Plus. Oh Abercrombie. Oh blah blah blah. Hmm. hmm.
2: I don't. I never. I don't actually typically see that. I think the only person I see talk about it is like folks I've actually talked to about it. But, well, yeah. You know what you gonna do? Um. Maybe ask me a question.
1: That's what I'm gonna you ask do. you a question because doctors <laughs> appears to be gone. What are you Broken reading? Again? I um.
2: I think, I don't remember if this guy's actually in the Appendix N or not, but somebody mentioned um, Frederick Brown a little while ago to me, and he was a golden age of sci-fi uh, writer, and so, and, and it wasn't, um, actually it has nothing to do with Appendix 10 uh, me picking him up had more to do with, like, Traveler, you know, like, my interest in Traveler, which comes and goes, um, and, like, the whole, like, hard, classic sci-fi stuff, Um And I realized, reading some Frederick Brown stuff, uh, that this dude basically writes Twilight Zone episode short stories. Like, all of his short stories. I mean, they're great. They read really quickly, really easily start to finish, you know, uh, really enjoyable stuff. But it's – it's and I think why I like it is that it very much has a Twilight Zone punchline at the end, you know? Right. And, um, the, and that's fun for me. I like that. I mean, that's kind of the point of short stories, I think. And uh, I think that's a lot of reasons why I I don't typically do a lot of short stories is um, I don't think they make their points well or fast enough or they're punchy enough or something like that. I think the only real, like – Short story writer I can think of I like a lot is Margaret Atwood because she's Margaret freaking Atwood and everything she writes is goddamn golden, but uh, Frederick Brown also really good a lot of fun. Um, some of his longer stuff I can get a little lost in, but um, so most of his shorter stuff is it's like just long enough that you haven't you don't have time to get distracted by something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and he
0: is in the appendix end, sir.
2: Is he excellent? Yes. Yes. But it makes sense, because a lot of his stuff is, I mean, it's, it is that, you know, classic uh, Golden Age sci-fi stuff, just a bunch of fun.
1: Yeah, have you ever read any uh, Frank Belknap-Long? Oh, yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, he, he's
2: he's a lot he of fun. It kind of yeah. feels
1: like that to me, like it's very Twilight zone mm-hmm. um, and then he kind of morphs into the sci-fi. Of Tindalos. With, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean that is that is kind of a Twilight Zone story, right? I
1: yeah, mean, yeah.
2: here's the price of your of your hubris is you know your brain gets shredded by dogs from you know time and space. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, Mark, you back? You with us? I am. Have you told us what you're reading yet? Because I can't remember that far back.
3: I did. <laughs> I didn't did get okay. it. I didn't get into uh, the business leadership books I was reading, but. All right. Thanks
2: thank God. Let's let's, let's not
3: mention them, and hopefully this computer that I'm going to he- Hulk out on shortly yeah. uh, can make it through another ten or fifteen minutes. Okay. Good. Goddamn thing. Sorry.
2: <laughs> well, Mark, since uh, you're back, and we want to take this opportunity while you're still here before your computer blows up again. Yes. Um Why? So, what are you running? And I know you're not really running much. So why don't you tell us about what you are going to be running? <laughs>
3: Well, actually, I in the period of the past few months where I wasn't, I ran um, uh, Adventures in the Eastmark. Oh, yeah.
2: You were telling for, me about that.
3: For a little bit. Um, I, we only did one session. Oh, um, and unfortunately, a very little bit. Yeah, unfortunately, we can get everybody back together. Um, I, uh, it's a lovely campaign setting, which we'll talk about later. And probably not adventures in Eastmark, but um, hmm. uh, I like I like the richness that they put into uh, building that world. Yeah, but the gaming system itself, eh, it's like sub first edition.
2: It's BX, dude. It's like straight up BX with Clarice. Yep. It's like
3: basically. Did you not know that? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. We had to do. I had to. I had to make some house house modifications just to fix it. And um, let's see what else. Well, gonna do some Morrow project here shortly.
2: I, what distinguishes the Morrow project? Because I'm I'm not really familiar with that game. Uh, I know it's. I know it's classic. I know it's. Uh, it's got its adherence. Um, what are What are the hallmarks of that game? That well, interested
3: it, in it. It's it's a post-apocalyptic game, and it's very chart-heavy, mm-hmm. which you know some people love. I don't mind that. I kind of like it. Um, but what you're trying to do is kind of uh, find out what happened, uh, because you don't know. You're in cryo, cryostasis, and then you're also trying to uh, reshape the world, I guess. Which okay. I guess I guess is part of. Uh, you know in a fantasy game setting your goal is to reshape the world and what your characters want to do some people yeah. are some people want chaos some people want to set up kingdoms but I mean with moreau project uh, you're trying to uh, uh, recreate the United States I guess All
2: right. anything else you want to add about it no.
3: Uh, okay. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Move, move on before my my computer shuts down again.
1: I'm looking forward to uh, playing this with you because I'll be at Origins too. Um, I look forward to meeting our lovely fans, gorgeous listeners, whatever they are, awesome people. So yeah, we might even have a spot if someone wants to join us um, for Donker's Morrow project.
3: Uh, yeah, sh- sure.
1: Just just, just one, though.
3: Yeah, one, one, one we'll individual. we we'll arm
1: wrestle for it. Uh, Roy can tell us what he's running.
0: Sure, man. Well, I've been running uh, pretty much every con that I show up at and rep for uh, Goodman Games or Troller Games. I usually run a game or two here or there of uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics or uh, Castles and Crusades, uh, over the last few months, I was at Marmalade Dog 20 here in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and uh, we had done Crawl Classics and Castles and Crusades, amongst some other OSR things here, and uh, Mr. Miskevich is here as well in Kalamazoo at uh, Marmalade Dog 20. We went on to Gary Khan and uh, I was honored to be one of the two tables of the Hypercube of Mitt. Or might, as it's properly pronounced.
2: (laughs) I was pronouncing it might or mitt as well, because it just made sense.
0: (laughs) So I I ran that, and uh, I am prepping slowly for some of the con games. I also will be at Origins. uh, be running the uh, first combo booth of Goodman Games and Trollord Games, where we are working on a custom uh, multi-banner between the two companies. And... um, So that's kind of like running something, you know, preparing for a repping company, but uh, there may be a game or two on the schedule. We already have um, several games being prepared to run at Origins under that banner, so we'll have uh, Brendan LaSalle will be there running several games, Jeffrey Tadlock, Rick Hall, and a couple others that uh, are still in the wings. Uh, But uh, I also have my home campaign going on that filled up uh, rather quickly, so anybody listening who didn't get the invite, do not be sore. <laughs> it <filled up> <laughs> so uh, it wasn't like a secret thing or anything like that, but uh, you know how gamers are, can be sometimes, but uh, anyway, it's do Call Classics, so we usually do that uh, regularly here at my place, and uh, that's been quite interesting as, uh, yeah, well, they can't live up to your games, Adam, as far as... The, I don't know what uh, you're talking game. about. <laughs> but anyway, we've been uh, kind of uh, mixed modules and sandbox uh, running. So we just had that on uh, Sunday. So and then I have some uh, home gaming uh, going on with uh, my kids. So a little bit of DCC, but also doing some of the old Hero Quest mixed with nice. some kind of basic oh, yeah. fantasy Red Box type stuff too. So um, gamers nice. raising gamers, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love the I love HeroQuest, but you know, I think you and I have talked about HeroQuest so many times. Oh hell yeah, man! We and, and I know I brought it up here on the show like a billion times, yeah. especially with John and uh, Jerry in that one episode. Um, Don, what are you running?
1: I'm running a nothing. Nothing? No, I don't think I've run. I mean, I was running that five E thing. I ran that once. Um, <laughs> it just hasn't worked out. We everyone's been too busy. Speaking um, of not yeah. working
2: out, let's talk about this. Yeah. Let's talk about the fact that we actually get to play Stormbringer on Saturday.
1: I know. I'm excited about that.
2: I'm just I've well, got my finger freaking crossed. Like I know that something bad is gonna happen and like <laughs> you know, whale penises are gonna drop from the sky or something like that, and it's all gonna wreck everything because it's <laughs> too close to actually happening. Something bad's gotta happen. That's what happens yeah. to Stormbringer for me. Storms get brought. It's bad.
0: Jealous, man. <laughs> Let me know if you actually get to do it. <laughs> uh, it's been... It's one time yeah, I, it's I got happen. to
2: play, it was fun. Yeah, we should seriously just, like, go to um, Sean's house, like, tomorrow yeah. and threaten him.
1: Well, no, he said <laughs> even if we don't have enough, he still wants to do something. Okay, good. Like, so just, just a one-off it. or something. Okay. I'm... Okay, so let me just uh, say say this right quick. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm looking forward to all this DCC stuff at Origins because I don't think it's ever really happened before. Like even to buy stuff, you couldn't really find it. I know Jeffrey kind of ran his own personal group through DCC at Origins, but
0: great. So and there's what at Origins. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, but you do it. Do it. Do it.
0: Hey, man. Uh, So uh, at Origins this year, it seemed that their window, and I may be completely wrong in this, but uh, their window for submitting games was rather short, it seemed. But uh, someone please prove me wrong. But when I tried to solicit some games to be uh, put up, our uh, deadline for doing that was uh, quite much earlier this year. So it was at mid-March or at the end of March. Oh, wow. we, we wanted to have a lot more games on the schedule than we did. So uh, likely a lot of the games that uh, people will be finding just stop by the booth um, and we'll have a schedule up there and you can just kind of check that out. We'll also have uh, Castles and Crusades potentially uh, some games of that running as well. So uh, cool. be glad to do anything I can to, to get people into those games.
2: Yeah, I've, I've never played Castles and Crusades and I'd love to have the opportunity sometime.
0: Dude. Clovis Kell, I'm gonna do a shout out for this guy. He runs probably some of the best Castles and Crusades games, uh, runs a group called Kells and Crusaders mm-hmm. in Missouri, comes to Gen Con every year, runs some of the best gaming that goes on. That's like right at the top of our cruise list to get in. Awesome. So if anybody has a chance to play with Clovis, you uh, will not regret it.
2: Excellent. Well, well I yeah, let me just like, um, sorry, go
1: ahead. Let me ask you.
2: Well, I was going to say, just like Don, I have nothing new to report except for the fact that I'm getting really fired up about some ideas that I've been talking to Don about um, after we talked to Bill and, well, basically everybody at Swords of Wizardry Appreciation Day. Um, The episode for that should be coming out this week on the show, so um, keep an eye out for that. Uh, But in addition, Don and I, the other day, we had a genius idea um, because we're not competitive people. Don, nor I, this is why we right. play RPGs, right? Because yeah, we're not yeah. like I don't care about winning. I want to have fun with people, and that's yeah. that's what I do. Um, this is why I never was very good at magic or any of that shit. Was I don't like winning is less fun than playing a fun game to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Amen. <laughs> and so, uh, Don and I have both been getting back into you know painting minis, and so we had this idea to um, like we'll decide on a mini for a month and um, we've got to paint the same mini, and then we're not gonna. It's, somebody suggested, was this a contest? No, it's not a contest. We are gonna paint this mini, and then we'll show them to you guys just to see our different styles and blah blah blah. And hopefully,
1: mm-hmm. like
2: Don's good habits will rub off on me, um, and I'll be as good as Don someday.
1: Um, well, I'm not that great.
2: Are we going to open this to? Yeah, I want to. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to actually open it up to all of our listeners. Um, we're, uh, I think we're going to start by working primarily with the Reaper Bones Two set because I've got that. Don's got that. I'm sure like most of the people listening to this actually signed on for that Kickstarter. And if not, then you're not a minis guy, and that's totally cool. Just avoid this part of the podcast. You know, you've been doing a great job at tuning out when we bullshit about Rogue Trader or other shit. You know, <laughs> so far. So just keep that up. But um we uh so we decided and I'll post the pictures and like a link to the actual thing in the show notes. But uh, so what we're gonna do the first one is a Noel Shaman I think it is uh yeah. from the Bones two lineup. Um, so that's that's Don's pick for May. So we'll be uh, we'll be uh, painting that up during the month of May. So um. You know, when these episodes go live, feel free to, you know, uh, send us your pics of those uh, th- those minis. And we'll make sure we put them up. We'll have, like, a nice public gallery of everybody's work, um, including our own. Uh, and, yeah, we just really invite everybody to get involved with this. I think it could be a lot of fun. Um, and it, for me, it's really a way to make sure that I keep painting and I don't just, like, burn out and be like, oh, well, I did one project. Pff, I'm done, you know. But sometimes, you know, I found that you know, I do more work if I've got to do work, you know. And if I'm doing more work more consistently, I feel better about it. I don't know. Don, do you feel the same way?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I just need a... Oh, excuse me. I just need a reason to... Uh, like, I kind of need a push to paint stuff. Yeah. Because I kind of got burned out on painting. I played orcs in uh, Warhammer 40k. It's and there's, an there's only army. so much
2: green you can paint.
1: Well, you know, I kind of like the varied, like the olive drab and some yellowish green. I like the Victoria Lamb uh, orc skin tone, which maybe that doesn't mean anything. We'll post some links. Will we? Uh, when I say we, I mean Adam will post links.
2: I don't know where you're getting these lambs from, but... Yeah. Who is
1: this person that joined us? It's,
2: it's it's Mark Donkers. He's back again, just in time to say goodbye. <laughs> Although I look I look like a pale blob, but whatever.
1: I was thinking it was pale blob man. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: that could be any of us in the right, you know <laughs> from the right angle. <laughs> and and my wife is helping me. Thank you. Oh Jenny.
2: good. Thanks, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, so, I, got, I
3: got tired of my uh Desktop crashing. That that thing's going to go away. Else
2: yeah, come on, important man. Get yourself a computer that works. Yeah. Yeah. Mister Business Management Leadership Guy.
1: Yeah, you can you can talk to our pal Andy Block.
2: Yeah, he'll build you something sexy.
1: He built me something sexy.
2: So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for this first half of, uh, or for episode 11.1. We'll be back in a little bit with 11.2, uh, and our fantastic guests, uh, Mr. Roy Snyder and Mr. Mark hey. Donkers, and of course, as always, my lovely co-host, Mr. Don Stroud, and we will be talking about campaign, published campaign settings. I realized they hadn't oh, put the word published? like... published? Published. Oh,
3: you're killing
2: me. That's why we're. That's why it's a conversation. <laughs> no, no, no. It's I'm. A, I'm good. Yeah. You. I know you are. You're solid. You got this. I appreciate
0: oh, that yeah. caveat published because there's nothing like a campaign story to the equivalent of telling somebody's character background. Well, in my world. <laughs> I know, right?
2: Like that is <laughs> like that is the DM's equivalent of well, let me tell you about my character.
0: Like, <laughs> oh, dude. I just
3: want. I. I wanted to give both you and Don love. Now, whatever.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, you don't get to do that. Yeah, If you can just the published stuff, that might be a right. good idea. Oh, hey.
1: <laughs> I like that. Let me just say, so I can cut this out and paste it over Adam, episode 12.1. 12. Oh, And yeah. the next one is 12.2. Yes, it is. Where we talk about published set, blah, blah, settings.
2: Published campaign settings, yes. Great. Uh, have I mentioned that I'm drinking? I don't know yeah. if you saw that. But yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. All right.
2: Thanks, everyone, for listening. And thanks to our fantastic guests. You guys are the best. Um, Uh And we'll see you next time.